We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. We're looking for front court depth, three-point shooting. I am taking a player. She's strong. She's quick. This year, she really upped her game. She, you know, became a better facilitator. Really excited to announce that with the number one pick. We are going to take... The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers. The Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast, Mock Draft Edition. I'm your host, John Little. Thanks so much for being here. We've had several people reach out and say, hey, you going to do another Mock Draft this year? You bet we're going to do another WNBA Mock Draft this year, picking as if we, the humble Her Hoop Stats crew, were the GMs of these particular teams. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Over the next few minutes, we're going to go through picks 1 through 12, mock out the first round, see where we stand, see how many surprises we have in store for you, or do we just go all chalk? Do we just look at uh, Michelle Vopel's awesome big board and just go off that? You'll have to wait to find out. And we welcome in the grand Poobah, or is it Pumbaa? I'm not sure. Puma? I don't know. Of Her Hoop Stats, Aaron Barzilai is with us. Aaron, good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you, too. Yeah, as Garfield says, uh, I'm, I resemble that remark. So, uh, <laughs> Well, it's um, been a incredible time for women's basketball, for sure. We're coming out of being able to have a college basketball season in its entirety was wonderful. And I know there's been a lot of growth for the community and a lot of growth for her hoop stats as well. Yeah, it's really been remarkable. And I really want to say thank you to everybody who's listening, everybody that supported our site. If you really think about our journey, you know, we launched for in the fall of 2017 for the 2017-18 college season. And so it's really remarkable to think about, 
you know, the number of followers we have, the number of subscribers, the people listening to this podcast. We didn't even have a podcast before you joined us, John, so which I really appreciate you uh, helping us get going on that front. And uh, yeah, we're really happy about it. We're always trying to improve her group stats. And I don't know if you personally have had a chance yet, but I would encourage everybody to take a look at our latest uh, stats page that we just added in the last few days for the WNBA draft prospects. It's an easy way for people to compare the, you know, roughly 50 people that played in the NCAA uh, and are eligible for the WNBA draft on Thursday. You can take a look at all their stats, their traditional stats, so points per game and you know rebounds per game. But you can also look at advanced stats like effective field goal percentage and offensive rebound rate. Uh, we've also got value stats like uh, PER and win shares, if that kind of thing is of interest to you. So we're really trying to make it easy for you to compare, you know, easy sort by the different stats as you're looking at the different prospects and thinking about how you would take who you would take if you were. Uh, general manager of your favorite team yeah it's right there on the the front page so just go to herhoopstats.com check it out and i it will help get you prepared for the draft and it certainly is a a draft that's interesting i I just want to get your thought on because you're going to be dallas here dallas having four of the first seven picks first of all do you think there's any way that they keep all four of these picks? You know, if there's one thing we've learned in the WNBA, there's always a way, right? All kinds of unexpected things happen. I think a lot of people have the same question you just asked. Um, and I certainly think there are things that can be done, right? And really it all boils down to, you know, what does, how does the team assess the people that are eligible for the picks? They also have a right 13, I believe, right? So that's actually five of the first 13, not just four of the first 12. And so, you know, certainly a lot of decisions are going to be need to be made. You know, at some level, it's a good problem to have. It will be interesting to see if uh, Greg Bibb can sort of roll over some of the value that he has in the moment to perhaps next year so that, um, you know, instead of having so many picks so concentrated that, uh, you know, they can make a trade either for a very talented veteran or, you know, for high picks next year. So um, I, I think anything could could go, but definitely for certainly for this exercise, I thought that we could, uh, you know, move forward making all the picks is a possibility as well. And if we have to make tough decisions, we have to make tough decisions. All right. So we have decided to split up the first round picks because there were four of them um, for the Dallas Wings. And so you don't have to pick every single one of them, but you do, (laughs) as the head honcho of Her Hoop Stats, get the honor of kicking off our draft with the first two picks here. And so I I guess it's time to do it. It is time for the Her Hoop Stats mock draft. Hit the sounder. It's time for the second annual WNBA Mock Draft, presented by Her Hoop Stats. Now, here's your host, John Little. And Aaron, just so everybody knows, we are drafting as if we are the GMs of the team, and this is our opinion, not necessarily our opinion of what you think the Wings are going to do. It's as if you were the Wings GM, correct? Exactly. And I appreciate you emphasizing that because I think that's an ambiguity that we see in a lot of the mock drafts uh, for any league. Um, So definitely this is not to be reporting on who will be picked, uh, not just for these first two picks for Dallas, but for the whole first round that we're doing. But it's really what we would do if we were running the team. All right. Fascinating stuff. That's that's the part I love. So uh, your time is up. Um, You were on the clock. It has run out and Stepping the podium right now, the interim GM of the Dallas Wings, Aaron Barzilai. 
Thanks. You know, it's a tough decision, but we're really excited to announce that with the number one pick, uh, the Dallas Wings will select Awak Kwee. Awak Kwee goes off the board number one and not Charlie Collier. So let's uh, get to the side interview here with Aaron and uh, understand what went behind this decision. So you're not going for the Texan. You're not going for Charlie Collier. You're going for, you know, what a lot of people are saying is maybe the uh, the, would still go to the wings. But uh, why do you think uh, Awok is the best player in this draft? Yeah, well, I think that uh, it's not so much that she's necessarily the best player in the draft today, right? I think it's important to remember that she's only 20 because uh, the international players can enter uh, the draft earlier than uh, players that are playing in the U.S. But uh, I we think that she has the potential to have the best career uh, over the course of uh, her entire WNBA career. And that's really what we're looking for at this point. Uh, certainly, we are excited to have her. She'll be the first international player drafted uh first in the w uh nba since lauren jackson in 2001 and while we're not gonna make any comparisons that uh, certainly worked out pretty well for uh, the seattle storm back then and um you know we're just really excited about the talent that she has the potential she has uh in classic gm mode i'm gonna start managing expectations today i'm not ready to uh kind of announce her candidacy for rookie of the year she very well could not be the uh most effective rookie on the court this upcoming season but we think that what she has to offer, her style of play, you know, she's big, she's skilled, she can shoot uh, from deep, um, certainly a ton to learn. And, you know, we'll want to make sure that she can be a presence uh, inside as well, especially defensively. But we think that she could really unlock uh, the kind of game we want to play where we could have, you know, potentially even five out and for talents like uh, um, Arike that she could, you know, just makes more space for her uh, to drive and for all of our players to drive. And we think we can be a threat anywhere on the court that, uh, you know, that just really opens up so many possibilities. And so we're really excited about her potential. We realize that, um, you know, it is a pick based on potential, but we are, you know, I think she can be a great player in this league and we're looking forward to uh, having her become a part of uh, the Dallas community. All right. So Awakwee goes off the board to Dallas, number one. And so look, it's Dallas on the clock again at number two. So, Aaron gets to step to the podium one more time. Aaron, who who have you got with number two? Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, in reality they hang up and then call back three minutes later or not uh, to make the second pick. But uh, there's you know, probably this a was, commercial uh, break in between. But um, oh yeah, that's true too. I, I don't we, really you know, have we're a working the phones. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. we're going to work the phones. You can work the and phones. See what happens. Yeah, um, maybe many people will be interested. But uh, you know, assuming that's not the case, which is what we're doing today, you know, we actually decided to uh, pick Renaya Davis number two. What well, <laughs> Renaya Davis is going number two. So you didn't even pick Collier number two. You go with Renaya Davis out of Tennessee. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah, well, I think you're you're based in Texas, so I don't know what the equivalent of East Coast bias is uh, if you're from Texas. But uh, you know, we Texan it was, it bias. Was I mean, that's just Texan implied. Bias. If you're that's, that's, from Texas, you just have Texan bias automatically. Exactly, Texas red guy. But uh, you know, we thought very hard uh, about picking her. Um, we think Charlie Collier is very talented, but ultimately, Renaya Davis, you know, again, sort of fits in with our vision of where we want to go. We're really excited in the long term of you know having a front court that might be Renaya Davis, uh, Satu Sabli, and Awak Kuye. Uh, in the long run. And so we just think that kind of fits in again with our style of play. She did a lot of great things uh, in her career at Tennessee. 
um, you know, scored over 17 points a game. He shot over, you know, 50% from the, uh, uh, and from two point range, obviously she, she was only a 26% three point shooter. So she knows she has opportunity for growth and we look forward to, uh, being a part of that journey with her and helping her grow and maximize her talents. Um, but you know, we think that, you know, really she can fit, uh, in so well with what we're trying to do. And we thought about other, in addition to Charlie Collier, we thought about other players as well, tried not to get too biased by the amazing performance, for instance, of Ari McDonald in the, uh, tournament. And, you know, we think that we still have options that other positions that we, uh, might want to fill before, uh, you know, before the season, we still have options coming up later in the draft, as you mentioned earlier. So when push came to shove, we kind of felt that overall that Renaya Davis was the player that could help us, uh, take our, um, organization to the next level. Renaya Davis going to the Dallas wings at number two. Well, I love it. Controversy already from Aaron yeah. Barzilai, our founder, but that's what he would do if he were the GM of the Dallas Wings. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Great conversation as always, and yeah, we'll see how the rest of this first round goes. Thanks, John. I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of the podcast. So as we move on in our WNBA mock draft, we go to Atlanta and the Dream, and Calvin Wetzel joins us now to play the part of the Atlanta GM. Thanks so much for the time, Calvin. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Well, are you surprised moving into number three that those two picks that went ahead of you, Renaya Davis and Awak Kwee, they're the ones that are gone. Those are the ones that are off the board right now. I am a little bit. You know, we were uh, we were planning to go a little bit of a different direction, but uh, with with a couple surprises, um, I think we we've sort of shifted shifted gears on on who we're going to be taking with the third pick. Okay, so biggest needs for. Atlanta what do you think they need more than anything well last year the defense really struggled a lot so I think defense is going to be key and I also think just sort of floor spacing in the front court obviously we added Cheyenne Parker who's going to help with that a lot when you have you know dynamic guards like Kennedy Carter uh, Courtney Williams and you know we added obviously Sims as well I think it's really important to have those front court players that can stretch the floor and, and sort of space space out the defense we will put you up at the podium. Calvin, go ahead and give us your pick. With the third pick, uh, the Atlanta Dream are going to select Charlie Collier. All right. So a lot of people think that she is the best player on the board. And obviously some, uh, including our Dallas GM, think that, uh, you know, they had to pass on her talent. So um, how does she fit in Atlanta right now? Yeah, well, like I said, I think uh, I think floor spacing is key, and you know her ability to score both inside and out. She's a she's a really strong post presence, brings a lot of toughness and rebounding, but at the same time can step out and knock down the three, um, and and really I think can get after it on the defensive end as well. So I think she's gonna you know add a lot to this team and and really fit in nicely uh, in sort of this new era of Atlanta Dream basketball with uh, Renee Montgomery owning the team. And 9.2 win shares for Charlie Collier last season at Texas. Well, congratulations, Calvin. Congrats to the Atlanta Dream. They get Charlie Collier. Thanks so much, Calvin. We'll talk to you in a little bit when Chicago picks. All right. Thank you, John. And next up, we're joined by Jacqueline LeBlanc, another Her Hoop Stats contributor. Great to talk to you, Jacqueline. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, John. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. So you get to play first Tamika Catchings, the general manager of the Indiana Fever. 
here at number four. So what going into this draft does Indiana need? Yeah, well, Indiana needs a little bit of everything from my perspective. Um, You know, they were the worst defense last year. They allowed the most points. Um, They also really need a boost on their offense, a really, you know, consistent score to play alongside Kelsey Mitchell. Um, You know, they lost Candace Dupree. You know, they're not too sure if Julie Alamon's going to come over. She had a great rookie season last year. Um, So really just looking for a versatile, uh, player. Uh, Coach Marianne Stanley was actually on a media call the other day, and she mentioned that she's looking for someone who is uh, well-rounded. So I think that definitely fits their needs uh, perfectly. So where are you going at number four? So with the fourth pick, I think um, the best player at this pick would be Arella Garantis from Rutgers. All right. Arella Garantis is going to be going to the Indiana Fever, according to Jacqueline. So what do you like about her game? Yeah, so like I mentioned, Indiana really needs a little bit of everything, and Arella seems to do that really well. Um, Her stat line from last year, she averaged 21.3 points, 6 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 2.2 steals, and 1.8 blocks a game. Um, You know, she was a really elite scorer in the 2019-2020 season, um, but this year she really upped her game. She, you know, became a better facilitator. Um, She was a better defender. Um, She's a really elite defender coming from Rutgers, you know, I don't think you can really look that over. And, you know, working with Coach uh, C. Vivian Stringer is really impressive to me. Um, You know, she can defend on all three levels, and then she can also score on all three levels. Um, She's a really consistent scorer. She only, um, she averaged, or she scored double points all season except for one game last year. And she has that perimeter shot, which I think Indiana could really use. All right, so Aurelia Garantes is off the board. Is there anybody else you were seriously considering there? Yeah, I think I was definitely really considering Ari McDonald. Um, We all saw what she did in the tournament. You know, she definitely has the heart. She's so fast, probably the fastest defender. Um, You know, and I think she also really does it all. You know, she contributes on the offensive end. Um, There's no doubt about what she does on the defensive end and guarding, you know, from the post and off the perimeter. Um, I think, you know, where Garantes kind of edges Ari out a little bit, is just her offensive consistency. I know, you know, people had questions about that before coming into the tournament. Um, but I think, you know, if I'm Tamika Catchings and both Arella Garantis and Ari McDonald are on the board, um, and that's, you know, one of them is the choice, um, I don't think that's a bad spot to be in. Garantis is the player. Congratulations on your new player, Jacqueline. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit with uh, LA. Perfect. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. And as we move on to number five in this draft, we're joined by Heaven Hill now. Thanks so much for the time, Heaven. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here, especially as the, the co-GM of the Dallas Wings with our, our head guy, Aaron. It's an interesting partnership in the front office, but I think with his first two picks, I can hopefully add some more to the team here. All right. So you got a Wakwee coming in along with Renaya Davis as well. We've seen Charlie Collier go off the board, uh, Arella Garantis right after that. So now at five, just before you give us your pick, what do you think the needs are for Dallas here after taking Quie and Davis 1-2? Well, I think coming into the draft, the Wings, you know, definitely were looking for front court depth, three-point shooting, defense and really just overall talent you know it's a team with interesting players in place already you know Enrique Ogumbawale and Satu Sabali 
you know, you definitely have players to build from, but still need to add a couple more core pieces to really push his team over the edge. And with those first two picks in the draft, Kouye and Davis, the, the front court depth is is now pretty much shored up. You know, those two, Sabali, they, they form a, a nice front court trio for the future. Now, with this selection, you want to address the, those other needs of three-point shooting and defense. With that in mind, let's put you at the podium for pick number five. Who are you going with? Uh, with the fifth selection in the 2021 WNBA draft, the Dallas Wings select from Louisville, Dana Evans. Yes. All right. What do you like about Dana Evans? You know, I got to watch a lot of Dana Evans over the past couple of seasons. You know, I'm a Louisville Cardinals fan myself. This isn't a favoritism pick. She's just that good. The leading scorer in the ACC for both men's and women's. She provides that three-point shooting, that microwave scoring ability. She can play on the ball. She shot 32% from three off the dribble, and she can play off the ball. You know, she can catch and shoot. She can facilitate and be that that secondary playmaker that can play in those lineups with Arike Ogumbawale. She showcases deep range, and more importantly, she can score in transition. You know, she was one of the most efficient players in college this past season, scoring in transition left and right. Only six more players were more efficient in transition than Dana Evans per Synergy Sports. So it's just she offers so much to the, the game, aside from, you know, lack of size. You know, screens can sometimes catch her off guard, but just what she offers as an underrated playmaker, which I wrote about in an article back in December for the newsletter. Again, her three-point shooting ability, I think she would offer a lot when it comes to the, the backcourt for the Wings. Outstanding. So, Dana Evans goes to Dallas at number five. Stick around, Heaven. We'll be right back to you in just a moment. All right. Her Hoop Stats contributor, Richard Cohen, is on the line. Richard, thank you so much for the time today. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Just wanted to give you a shout out first off for, you know, kind of putting out the article about where each team stands heading into the draft. I think that's going to be really helpful for fans. Yeah, well, the salary cap stuff gets kind of complicated. So we tried to break it down and simplify where different teams are because whether you're keeping 11 or 12, whether there's actually room for the draft picks to stick on a roster differs quite significantly depending on the team you're looking at it's a great point as we move on to new york a team that is incredibly young coming into this draft and looking at the first round especially after having traded the first pick away where do they stand and what are their biggest needs well i think if you were picking purely for positional need then it's primarily something in the post because even after they're they're spending in free agency going after Natasha Howard, Howard and Stokes are the only remotely established posts they've got on the roster. After that, they're going into the rookies that they had from last season. But this is such a, a strange and some would say poor draft class that I kind of felt like you have to follow your gut and pick whichever player you actually honestly believe has a chance to stick in the league and still be around contributing in five or six years. So I took someone who, if everything works out, probably won't be a post player at WNBA level, which is Michaela Onyemwere. 
Michaela Anyuede from UCLA. Tell us about, you mentioned that she could possibly be a, a player over the next several years. Why do you think that? Well, I think she's got a very high ceiling if everything works out for her at the pro level. If her three-point shot continues to develop and she can therefore become more of a three at the pro level than a four, then she becomes a potentially very successful player who can contribute in multiple ways. She can score. She's strong. She's quick. She makes things happen on the floor, which was something that appealed to me a lot because there's not that many players in this class who jump out at you, who, who sort of demand you pay attention when they're playing. And she does have bust potential whenever you're picking someone who falls between positions, especially when it's between perimeter and post at the 3-4. Sometimes they just can't step up to the WNBA level. Usually, often, well, often at least, they're, they're successful in Europe but can't make it in the US because they don't really, they're not really strong or big enough to play inside and they're not quick or maybe don't have the, the ball handling skills or the shooting skills to play the perimeter. So it will depend on whether she can be, be a consistent outside shooter. If she works that out, then she could be very good and I couldn't pass on that even though it's maybe not the press, most pressing position of need for the Liberty. I felt it was worth worth the chance and worth the, the risk. So Richard goes with Michaela Anyanwede from UCLA for the New York Liberty. Well, Richard, thanks so much. We'll be talking to you in just a bit. Yep. And that puts us right back in the lap of the Dallas Wings, who hold pick number seven, already their fourth pick in the first seven. Heaven Hill is back with us. Let's recap. Um, again, you took Dana Evans just a few picks ago. And with so many picks, is it more need-based for Dallas or is it more just about best player available? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think this next pick will certainly align with both of those, both best player for need and just overall. You know, I think with the first two picks, shoring up that front court with Kouye and Davis and then selecting Dana Evans to, you know, provide a point guard that can give you that scoring jolt and that three-point shooting ability off the bench who can also play in those lineups with Arike Ogunbowale or Ty Harris. Now, with this selection, now that you've addressed, you know, so many needs with the first three picks, at this point, like you say, you can either draft for, for need or best player overall, but I think the player I have in mind can offer a little bit of both, you know, with what she brings to the table. Okay, excellent. So let's put you back on the podium for pick number seven. All right, with the seventh pick in the 2021 WNBA draft, the Dallas Wings select from Arkansas, Chelsea Dungy. Chelsea Dungy, the player that just lives at the three-point line and the free-throw line is the pick here for Dallas. So, you know, I guess for me, I think I just ask, why Dungy here? You still had Ari McDonald um, on the board. You still had, you know, a big like Natasha Mack, Kiana Williams as well. Why'd you end up going with Chelsea Dungy? You know, the the names you mentioned are all phenomenal players. Of course, Ari McDonald taking over the, the tournament the way she did and Natasha Mack being that defensive menace for the Cowgirls this season and Keanu Williams leading Stanford all the way to a national title. Each of those players offers, you know, several positives in their own right. But I just think Chelsea Dungy and how she was just downright 
phenomenal for the Razorbacks this season. I think she would, again, offer that scoring ability that Dana Evans provided. You know, she averaged over 22 points a game. She offers that three-point shooting ability, shooting 35% or over 35% for a career on 500 attempts. She's a three-level scorer, like you mentioned, who attacks the rim, was top five in the nation in both the free throw makes and attempts per game. She didn't average that many turnovers either playing in, in such a fast-paced offense like the Razorbacks offered. Now she's 5'11", so she offers a little bit more defensive versatility than our previous pick, Dana Evans. You know, she can guard, you know, both guards and wings. And, again, she can play off the ball. She ranked in the elite percentile on catch-and-shoot possessions per synergy and on ball. You know, like I mentioned, drawing a ton of fouls, rarely turning the ball over. Several signature performances. You know, she had 37 against UConn and 38 against Ole Miss. I think this season she skyrocketed up draft boards and really boosted her, her stock, you know, by playing just her brand of basketball and just increasing her efficiency and just looking solid leading that team, you know, as far as they went, albeit, you know, Wright State had other things in, in, in mind, that NCAA tournament game. But, yeah, Dungy, you know, she's a great talent, and hopefully Aaron McDonald doesn't average 25 or something, you know, to make me regret passing on her. Well, congratulations on grabbing Chelsea Dungy and Heaven. Thank you so much for your time and being a part of this mock draft. Thank you, John. It was a pleasure being the, the co-GM for, for Dallas. And we welcome Calvin Wetzel right back to the show here as the Chicago Sky are on the clock at number eight. And Calvin, what are the biggest needs for Chicago here? Well, I think uh... – when you talk about um, Chicago, you're, you're sort of looking at the backcourt, obviously Courtney Vandersloot and, and Allie Quigley been a very prolific duo for, for a lot of years. Um, they're both starting to get up there, uh, you know, 35 and 32 uh, in terms of their age when, when this season gets going. So it's important to start thinking about the future of this backcourt, I think, and also just to have a backup point guard for right now to come in and spell Courtney Vandersloot, sometimes the team struggled a little bit last year when, when Vandersloot had to take a seat, um, and she was so important for that offense. So I think you're really looking at sort of depth in the backcourt for this team. All right, so with that in mind, uh, it is time to pick for the Chicago Sky. Calvin, go ahead. Well, we were ecstatic when we found out that uh, we got to the eighth pick and we still had Ari McDonald available. So with the eighth pick, we are going to be selecting Ari McDonald. All right, so the Point guard from Arizona goes to Chicago. An obvious fit for what you were just talking about. She's more of a scoring point guard than Vandersloot is known to be. But at the same time, McDonald, wild assets. I will ask you this. Is there anybody else that you had considered here? Or was it just rushed to the table and uh, it's airy all the way? Uh, well, I did give Kiana Williams a long look. I think, you know, she's also sort of that scoring point guard and, and she definitely has at this point, I think a better three point shot than Ari McDonald, but we saw Ari McDonald really develop, uh, that jumper came on strong in the tournament. Um, and especially off the dribble, she was, seemed like she was making everything. And I think she sort of checks all the other boxes as well in terms of defense, um, passing ability, you know, maybe not the same passers as Courtney Vandersloot. No one really is. But um, in the end, you know, with the exception of her height, I'm, I'm not sure if I see too many holes in Aaron McDonald's game. So 
So Ari McDonald had to be the choice. Congratulations on getting Ari McDonald into Chicago. And Calvin, thanks so much for being a part of this. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. And now we're joined by Cindy Smith, her Hoop Stats contributor. Always appreciate getting to talk to her. And it is so appropriate that she would play the Minnesota Lynx here because she is our Minnesota Lynx super fan. Cindy, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, John. It's great to talk to you again. Absolutely. And you get to play the role of Cheryl Reeve here. So going into the draft at number nine, what do you think the biggest needs are for Minnesota? Well, earlier this in the offseason, Cheryl Reeve made a lot of uh, big free agent signings with Natalie Achenwa, Kale McBride, and Ariel Powers. I was so excited by those moves in such a short period of time that I thought we were all set at the links and I completely forgot about the draft, but you know, that's awesome that there's, there's more coming. Wait, there's more. I was on the media pre-draft call yesterday and Cheryl was a participant and she said she was looking for someone who is versatile. So for my sixth pick, I am taking a player who ranked number three in the country and two point field goal attempts and makes. She was ninth in total rebounds fourth in defensive rebounds and number one in blocks. That is a player from Oklahoma State, and her name is Natasha Mack. All right. So Natasha Mack goes off the board at number nine. Were you surprised she was still there at nine? She, I was. Um, I saw her in other mock drafts kind of all over the board, anywhere from like five to 12. So I was hoping she would be there even before I knew who anyone else picked. So I was glad she was there. So how do you see her fitting this season? for Minnesota? Minnesota seems to be pretty stacked. You know, like I alluded to earlier, they reloaded with free agents. Um, if she can just starting out, learn from all the leaders and, and top tier players they have, like the free agents they just signed, Sylvia Powell's like assistant coach, Rebecca Brunson, to take her game to the next level. She'll learn a lot there. Um, there's always injuries, so she may end up playing. That's kind of what happened with Crystal Dangerfield and Nafisha Collar, the Callier the year before it was just kind of like yeah we're not going to use you very much and then life happens and they end up you know playing huge roles absolutely you've got um uh, big shoes to fill natasha mack but a great place to do it cindy thank you so much for your time thank you john and so that brings us to the la sparks at number 10 and jacqueline leblanc is back with us jacqueline Great pickup earlier on when you were Indiana and you took uh, Arella Garantis. And now we've reached the 10th pick here. I will ask you this. Is there anything that has surprised you so far heading into this pick? Um, well, I think Charlie Collier going three is definitely a big surprise for everyone. Um, you know, I think a lot of people had her going number one. Um, certainly, you know, no one had her on the board at 10. So I don't think that affects the Sparks in any way. Um, personally, someone I'm really high on in this draft is Natasha Mack. Um, I think she's an amazing defender. You know, we all can, we all know what she can do. Uh, she led the country in blocks uh, per game and, and total blocks. She was the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think something really great about Mack is she's improved every single year of her career. Um, you know, she played Juco ball for two years. She was a second team All-American and then a first team All-American along with being uh, the NJCAA player of the year. She's got that 6'11 wingspan that Oklahoma State can't stop talking about. So um, I'm really high on Mac. I think honestly, she might be a, a top five player. I think she's got the frame. I think she can get stronger and a little bit faster um, and really kind of 
can address some of those offensive question marks that people have about her game. So honestly, I would see her as a top five player. Her dropping all the way to nine is a little surprising to me. Um, you know, as Indiana would have loved to pick her up then, but it just didn't quite make sense. Uh, so Natasha Mack falling, you know, outside of the top five, I think for me is a, a little bit of surprise. And so when you look at LA, their biggest need coming into this draft is what? Well, obviously you lost Chelsea Gray and, and Candace Parker, two huge pieces that can't be overlooked. Um, they've got Christy Tolliver coming in as well as Erica Wheeler. So they're a little bit more padded um, at that backcourt position. Um, you know, they also added Amanda Zowie B. Hopefully Shanae Agumake is coming back this year as expected. Um, so I think, you know, the real need is just bench depth along with that wing and forward position. Um, you know, someone to help out Brittany Sykes, someone to help out Neck. Um, so I think that's really their big need. And then along with, um, you know, three-point shooting, they were a really good three-point shooting team last year in terms of percentages. I believe they led the league, um, but then they did lose Raquana Williams uh, to Las Vegas, where um, a lot of their three-point production came from. So a uh, three-point shooting would also be a huge get for Sparks here. All right. So a couple different things. And so we'll put you on the podium now with the number 10 pick. Who's L.A. taking? Well, with the number 10 pick, uh, the L.A. Sparks choose Jasmine Walker from Alabama. I think she fits all those needs that I just talked about. So if I'm Derek Fisher, I'm really happy that she's still available at 10. Natasha Mack, Jasmine Walker going in the last two picks right after Ari McDonald. So all these players that you're really high on, um, you got to uh, see them go here at the end of the first round. Great job, Jacqueline. We learned a lot by listening to you today. Thank you so much for participating in our mock draft here. Of course. Well, it's it's been such a great honor. So thank you so much for having me, John. I really appreciate it. Well, it's time to talk to the defending champs at number 11. The Seattle Storm walk into this draft with... Some of their roster intact from last season, but obviously uh, some holes to fill as well as Natasha Howard moves on. We are rejoined by Richard Cohen. And Richard, as you look at what Seattle needed or even could afford in this draft, uh, let's start here. What is your thought about their the construction of their team heading into the draft? Well, obviously this roster's had some turnover they didn't want in the offseason. They lost... Howard, they lost Sammy Whitcomb, and they lost Alicia Clark on the on the wing as well. If they were picking purely for positional need, I think it's probably a post player because I don't trust Candice Dupree anymore. Um, Magbagor's still young. Kaylou Samuelson, I think they're probably hoping is a three rather than a four, and we don't really know what Herbert Harrigan's position is yet at this level. But the problem is, I'm not convinced that there are any post players left worth taking at this point with how our draft has played out. With Natasha Mack and Jasmine Walker going in the previous two picks, I might well have taken either of those two if they'd still been there for Seattle at 11. But once they were both gone, there wasn't anyone else for that position that I wanted, which left me looking at point guard. Sue Bird has re-signed, but her... Retirement is probably imminent sometime soon. She can't go on forever. And Jordan Canada, I don't entirely trust because in three years as a pro, we've seen very little development of her outside shot. And if she can't find an outside shot, then she's going to struggle to become any kind of elite level starting point guard in this league. She can continue to be a, a decent backup, but whether she is Bird's replacement without an outside shot, I think is a stretch. Which then left me with, if you want 
an immediate replacement, someone who you think will take Canada's place potentially, then you go Kiana Williams because she has the outside shot and she might be able to battle Canada for minutes immediately. But my thought was you give Canada one more season as Bird's backup to try and prove herself. You also, you've, you've already signed Epiphany Prince as your, your third guard. So you've got, you've got backup for when Bird takes nights off or if she gets hurt again. So I took Shyla Heal, who's an Australian prospect, plays the point, might be able to play some off guard as well. And she's only 19. She's shown some signs of having an outside shot, being able to run a team. She's strong. I would encourage her in an ideal world not to show up until 2022, because then you're not using up a roster spot. She can try and develop for another year, maybe go to the Olympics with Australia. Then you get one more season to see if Canada can prove herself. And you, if she doesn't, you don't have to spend the money re-signing Canada. You can bring Heal in to compete for the starting spot if Bird retires as well, and maybe sign someone in free agency to go alongside her. Well, I love the deep thought you put into this, Richard, and the deep thought you've put into rosters and the salary cap in the WNBA. It's becoming more and more and more of a factor as we go on. So thanks for your work for Her Hoop Stats and really appreciate you participating in our mock draft here. Thanks, John. And so that leaves us with the Las Vegas Aces on the clock. And so we save the best for last. We bring in Megan Gower, ace contributor for Her Hoop Stats. Megan, thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks, John, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Good to talk to you again. So it is time to get the pick for the Aces. Going into this, what do you think that the Aces, a team comprised of a lot of proven veteran pieces, what do they need? Yeah, I think one thing we're looking at is a point guard. Just There's been you know a lot of shuffling around at that position over the past few seasons. Haven't really locked that down. So looking at that position, but also just getting the, the best available talent that's left on the board at this point. Let's put you on the clock right now. Let's put you up at the podium. Who are the Las Vegas Aces picking at number 12? With the number 12 pick, we are going to take Kiana Williams from Stanford. All right, so we got a really good chance to see a lot of Kihana Williams. Six extra games, obviously, during the tournament. What do you love about her? Yeah, I mean, just her ability to to distribute, but also shoot from a variety of places on the floor. She shot 38% from three on the season, but I think we saw her shoot a little bit better than that in the tournament. So someone that can knock down shots and has also just a, has been a leader on the floor for that Stanford team, led them to a national title. Um, it can help us distribute, too. Was it an obvious pick once you saw who was left on the board? Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. I think we were a little surprised to see her as an option at number 12, but definitely excited to have her as an option here and be able to to add her to our team. Absolutely. And was there anybody else you were really hoping would fall to you in that 12 spot that you kind of had your eye on? Yeah, I think it was unlikely, but there was a chance that Michaela Anyaweri might have fallen down there. I think there's a little bit of questions around her game at the next level, but obviously we've seen her be an elite player for UCLA. So that was another player we had our eye on, a little bit different position, but a, a really strong player. But we're happy to get another Pac-12 addition in, in Williams. And there has been a lot of Pac-12 love toward the end of this first round. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Great pick, great value pick, I think. I, I give you an A+. plus. Thank you, John. So that does it for this year's Her Hoop Stats WNBA Mock Draft, the second annual. 
Again, to recap, it's a Wakwee going first overall to Dallas. Renaya Davis, number two to Dallas, followed by Charlie Collier in that third spot to Atlanta. Indiana takes Arella Garantes at number four, followed by Dana Evans going to Dallas at number five. Michaela Anyanwede is the number six pick as she went to the New York Liberty. Chelsea Dungy at seven to Dallas, followed by Chicago taking Ari McDonald at number eight. Natasha Mack gets to go to the Minnesota Lynx at number nine, followed by Jasmine Walker at number 10 to the L.A. Sparks. Shyla Heal, the Australian guard, goes to Seattle at number 11. And number 12, Stanford's Kiana Williams goes to the Las Vegas Aces. Thank you so much to everybody who participated in this one. Aaron Barzilai, Calvin Wetzel, Cindy Smith, Heaven Hill, Jacqueline LeBlanc, Megan Gower, and Richard Cohen. They do it because they love women's basketball. They don't do it for self-promotion. They certainly don't do it for money. I can tell you that. They just do it because they love the game. They want to grow the game. And I hope they helped you enjoy it as well as we head into the WNBA draft. And we'll see how close we were. We'll see how off base we were. Either way, watch the draft on ESPN coming up on Thursday night. It's always a great show. The executive producer of the Her Hoop Stats podcast is Aaron Barzilai. Our music by Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com, and our announcer is Susie Solis. I'm John Little reminding you at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we are unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.